Blog Talk Radio. All right. Um, this Just by the way, this uh, episode of January Live is sponsored by K15. Whether you're a local or visitor, K15 has the gear for you. Visit K15.com to rep the cape in the official clothing brand of Cape Cod. All right, uh, welcome to Jay Nordy Live. Today is July 6th, and today we have a very special guest, uh, number one running back in the state of Massachusetts, Danny Abraham. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, uh, Finn, Finn Duff is also with us tonight. Finn, say hi. Hello. All right, so we're uh, we're gonna jump right into this. Uh, so, Danny, what prompted you to choose Harvard over some of the other schools that were looking at you? Um, what the main thing was academics. Um, coming from school like BCI, obviously academics is something that's very uh, that's very stressed, and Harvard's like the number one place that you can go for academics. Another reason is because my parents were immigrants, so Harvard was a name that I've heard growing up. And the next thing was that when I went to Harvard for the visit. The first I went I went for a visit twice. The first time it was it was uh, the day of the Patriots parade. It was a gloomy day, and to be honest, I didn't really like it. But the second day I went, the second time I went back, the players were there, and the players were the really thing was the thing that sold the place for me. They um the players they key line that said you go to other colleges and you see people that you want to hang out with, but when you come to Harvard you meet players that you want to grow up and be. And that, that when I heard that line, I was like, that this is really where I want to be around. These people that, these people really know what they're doing, and they really have a grasp of life, especially uh, at such a young age. Yeah. So, um, I just want to I have a out, question. Uh, is, okay, Finn, go. Uh, is your recruitment process over? Are you decided with Harvard, or are you going to reopen it if, uh, like, a very big school comes after you? No, it's closed. When I, when I say that I'm committed, uh, I'm, I'm committed because a man's only as good as his word. So I don't want my word to be have less value. Yeah. So even even if all of a sudden you come out of nowhere and become a top fifty recruit in the country, Harvard's the place you're going. Yeah, Harvard's the place I'm going. All right, good. Um, so that was my question, but I want to say. Uh, so how's DCI going to look this year? Are you guys going to be uh, looking to go to the Super Bowl? Is it going to be a down year, or could this be one of the best years in the school's history? Well, uh, I believe that it's, that we ne- we're never going to have a down year because we're always working out. We're always working hard. We work out Monday, the, the whole week, basically. We work together. But um, we're definitely looking to be a Super Bowl contender. And you know what? Uh, we could – this could if we all keep on working hard the way we're working now, I believe that this could be one of the best years in – B-side history. Good to hear. Um, so, I started going, so me and Finn are both playing this year. Working out, uh, work ethic, what would it be? Um, could you say that again? Oh, I broke up a little bit. So, um, me and Finn are both playing freshmen this year. Um, if there's any advice you could give us on, like, work ethic, uh, working out, what would it be? Um, never, never compete with someone else. Always compete with yourself. You're not going to feel the same every day. You might feel 100% one day. You might feel 80% this day. But just make sure that if you're feeling 80%, give 100% of that 80%. Just because you feel a little slow or or you had a long day with home and you have a lot of homework and stuff like that, don't take a day off. Always go and give give it your all because it will pay off in the long run. 
Yeah, so... You can go. No, Finn, you can go. Is it true that freshman football, all you do is run laps? Because that's what I've heard from other people. Um, it's it's a lot of running and conditioning, but it's 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 worth it. But uh, I'd say compared to eighth grade football, when I played eighth grade football, eighth grade was a lot harder than uh, freshman football in terms of conditioning and running. Wow, that's uh so much different than what we experienced. I we really did run that much year. Um, it was a lot of just going over stuff and limited conditioning, but. I think we ran sprints once that year. Yeah, oh, you got and so we got, and we uh we got in trouble because I we I don't think we none of us really ran a hundred percent except for one of the slower kids and uh, it didn't work out too well. Well, even though you guys, uh, even though even if you guys had a good year, my advice to you guys is. Bond with the with the freshmen that are coming in, so that you guys have a great class uh, for the next four years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Danny, I have another question. Is it true that you did a three sixty dunk in eighth grade? Uh, no, it was not. It was ninth grade, but I did start dunking my third <laughs> grade year. That's pretty impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so, who's going to be tough on the schedule this year for you guys? Obviously, schools like Zavarian and St. John's are good, but any other teams, surprise teams that are going to be pretty good? Um, to be honest, I don't really like to look ahead on the schedule, so I'm going to say that, the, our, honestly, our toughest opponents ourselves right now, because if, if we don't, if we don't work on perfecting ourselves, then every, every game is going to be a tough game, to be honest. Yeah. That's a, but, that's a good like, mindset. But, yeah, it, it's a it's a lot of mindset thing. Like our coach stresses mental toughness and being able to be in the fourth in the fourth quarter to mentally last the game because if you're not if you're mentally not there, then you're, when your body fails, your mind likes to to check out. But yeah, our first game is against Andover, and last year they were ranked higher than us, and we worked our butts so that we could beat them, and now we're ranked higher than them, and we definitely don't want to we definitely don't want to sleep on them. We definitely want to come out hard. And uh, and try and hit them with the same thing that we did last year. Is that going to be home actually... or away? Can you say that again. Is the game going to be home or away? Oh, that game's away. The first game's away. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, that was actually my next question was actually regarding Andover. So last year was against Andover. You and you ran for what like four hundred yards with like five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So where do you uh, think you would be with? Where do you think you'd be without that game? Like, because I think that game put you on the map. Obviously, right after that, then the offers started to come in. Do you think you would be in the same place already committed to Harvard, or do you think there might be um, you might still be looking at offers? Um, to be honest, I think that. Uh... I would still be in the same place. I think that at the end of the day, um, ending up – my end goal didn't really change. Harvard was always on the top of my list. So whether I had that game or not, I already started talking to Harvard prior to prior to Andover. Most of the schools that offered me, it wasn't like, oh, I had a big game and then they just randomly offered me. It was 
it's uh, before school's off you, but you usually have some sort of communication with them. So I think that with, uh, even with even without the Andover game, I think that I definitely I definitely still would have been in the situation I am in now. Yeah. Finn, wanna say something? Do you know what you're gonna major in in college yet? Um, I'm thinking about economics, but right now I still have a whole year of high school, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um. So, do you think that when like is there a recruiting process based around academics, or is it more of how good you are? Because I know, like obviously, when we were talking before, you said a school like Stanford really focuses on academics, and they don't wait; they wait. So they get your entire high school transcript. Is Harvard kind of the same thing, or do they kind of like if you have good enough grades and you're good enough, they're looking at like the best of the best, also the best of the best athletes. Um, Harvard is it's a Ivy League in general is a little bit different. They do a band system, so it's a little bit of a weight. It's a little bit of um your grades, and it's a lot of your grades actually, and then and then uh, athletics also. But uh, it it just depends because it's one uh, Stanford's like FBS and then and then Harvard's FCS. So the way that they do things is is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you obviously said a Harvard. Um, you obviously chose them for one of the reasons it was great academics. But there were other schools, other Ivy schools. Um, academics and even big schools that I know you I know you were at Duke camp and obviously BC offered you but like was there just obviously you said the players and was that just like Harvard Harvard your mindset was all right they have the best academics but they're also a really good FCS team like was the Harvard was obviously the end goal but did you ever think of another school with good academics such as Yale Dartmouth Cornell other schools like that I, I did. I was really considering <laughs> Yale and Princeton out, out of the Ivy League, but this is but um yeah. the connection like uh the connection with uh, Harvard is just it's just uh really it's huge. Um, after the Thanksgiving game, if you know my friend Luke Obukwu, I sat down with his brothers and I and three of them went to Harvard and they're telling me about yeah. the connection. And then there was some other kids that went to Harvard, so I I got to eat uh, Thanksgiving with a bunch of people from Harvard and the and what they were saying about the connections that they have afterwards was just was just amazing like how they work on wall street now just stuff like that especially like since they're yeah. in the same boat where their parents were immigrants they went to bci and, and now they're doing what they do now it's just something that it seems worth emulating yeah um who was second on your list after who was second on my list it was uh yeah. boston college was second on my list but my my, my mindset was to Find the best Ivy League school that would fit me. That would fit me perfectly. And then if if the Ivy League wasn't something that I was, I was going to do, or something that that uh, if something came up and I wasn't go and I didn't want to go to Ivy League anymore, then Boston College is second on my list. Okay. Yeah. Um. Was did something about Harvard? Obviously, they're a smaller school. Did something about playing time have to do with this? I think. There's a better chance that it'll get uh, more playing time at a smaller school like Harvard than at a big-time school like Duke or Boston College. Did that have to do something with it, or are you just along for the ride? No, no. Um, 
uh, playing time had nothing to do with uh, any decision I made regarding colleges. Uh, that's, yeah, because I know I've heard some like some big recruits are out there like yeah I chose I chose Michigan over over Duke because Michigan was going to give me the option to play sophomore year and Duke wasn't going to give me the option to play junior. It's like stuff like that. But I like that. That playing time didn't really have anything to do with your decision. It was more you're just along for the ride. And if you get to play, you get to play. If something happens, you don't get to play. You're still getting a great education from Harvard. Exactly. Something like that. You always have to think of football. You have a backup plan. But I feel like I feel like with Harvard, uh, academics isn't really a backup plan. Football is more of a backup plan now because anything can happen. One play could end could end your career. God forbid, but yeah. like that that's how it is. And you don't want to be stuck. Like, no offense to a school like uh, Alabama or a school like Ohio State. They're obviously great schools, but you're maybe not going to get the best education you can get at one of those schools, but if you at a great academic school, even if something were to go wrong, you're still getting a great education. So that's exactly obviously good. Uh, so what's Coach Bartlett expecting out of you this year? Is he expecting you to be the star, or are you just maybe not as, like, still a big role, but just, like, letting – kind of like making it as a teamwork mindset or are you going to be leading are you going to be leading that team out of the tunnel and into Gillette? Like you said, I don't like to look forward too much, but we're all we're all working hard. Obviously on the on the team, we're going to we definitely have a team mindset. There's not it's not a one man show. It's never like that. Teams like that usually aren't that good. But yeah. like what he's expecting is an uns- a leader that doesn't have to speak out. A leader that can lead by action rather than someone that he doesn't like raw, raw guys, guys that talk too much or guys that do things for show. He wants he wants a leader that can set an example and, and the rest of the team can follow. And that's what I'm looking to be this year. Whether whether it's me whether it's me having to having to block for a quarterback run or having or me scoring a touchdown, something like that. What like it doesn't have to be centered around me. It's just showing the role that, that I have on the team. Yeah. Um so uh, I because you were a captain last year. Will you be retaining your role? Oh, Finn, go. Go ahead. Hello, um, so I... Finn, go. Well, Danny, are you going to – have you been talking to Harvard coaches about redshirting at all? Or, or uh, no, there's the, no – there's no – uh, right now, there's no talk of redshirting or anything like that yet. Uh, would you be uh, redshirting? Um, it's something that I definitely consider. You know, like, like, uh, it's just uh, something that I wouldn't be able to say yes or no to on the on the dot. It's something that because that's a whole other year of school, so it's just something that I'd have to think about and you know talk to talk to my mom, talk to talk to the coaches about. Yeah, um, is Harvard offering you a full scholarship, or is it like a half or three quarters? Um, Harvard Harvard's a need based school, so based on need, then then we'll see what uh, what I'll get. All right. Okay. So, um, you were a captain last year, right? Yes, sir. So I assume they will be retaining your role of captain this year. Uh, who are the other captains this year? 
The other captains are Tom McCarty, he's an offensive tackle, and Will Bowen, who's a linebacker slash H back. Yeah. So you Does guys, you guys are basically the leaders of that team. Who are expected to be the leaders of the team? What? Uh, can you answer the question? Attention was playing football in college. Um. I think I think right now he's he's firmly committed to UNC, but he's he's exploring all options. Like cause like I said, anything can happen. So, so he's he's later he's letting all options open. I believe. Good. Okay. Um. So obviously you were uh, you're running backs first, but is there any chance you see we see you on the defensive side of the ball this fall? Definitely. That's something that I've been working on this whole summer. Uh, seeing me play defenses, it's hard. I have to work conditioning a lot a lot more this year to play both sides of the ball. But it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to do. Uh, would you be playing safety or would you be like a defensive back? Um, it, it honestly depends where I fit. Like I said, I'll play, I'll play whatever position that they want me to, whether it's D-tackle, safety, DN, whatever I'm going to fit in. Wherever I'd fit in to, to have the best and the most impact and the most impact, that's where I'm gonna play. Danny, do you yeah. like um, go ahead. Danny, do you like playing offense or defense better? Uh, I love offense. I love when the ball's in my hand. I, I like the control and I like uh being able to read a defense and I like being able to go back to the old line and and, like, talk about how they did a great job and stuff like that. I, I like offense better. I feel like there's more control in your hand. Yeah. Um, this past fall, during uh, a Rupe football tryout, uh, a rumor spread that you ran a 4-7 in seventh grade. Can you – I've never heard of that rumor ever. I, in seventh grade, I didn't, I didn't play a Rupe football, so there's no way that – I could have. I could tell what I ran. It might, may have possibly been eighth grade, but were you at one point in your middle school career running a four seven? No, I was not. All right. That's all right. That's good to hear. I was like, "What's your forty now?" By the way, like four seven four eight. No, my forty right now is a four four. Oh wow. Speed. Um, Finn, do you have any other questions? Doesn't Brian have any interest from Harvard for playing football? My cousin? Uh, yeah. He, like I said, uh, he's in the same. He's sort of in the same boat as me. Um, where um, parent, your parents are immigrants, and like Harvard's something that you've been hearing your whole life. So I wouldn't be surprised if if he if he shoots for Harvard as well. Uh, has he been getting any offers from any big schools like Boston College, Army, Navy? Um, not yet. He has he has Army and, and University of Rhode Island. Some schools have been slow to offer, but he has been talking to all these schools. He plays. What does he play? Defensive back. He plays defensive back and wide receiver. Then. Uh, I. Do you have any other questions? No, not really. All right. So uh, I have uh, one, one just, like, big question. Um, if all of a sudden just 
God forbid, you get injured and your football career is over. What are you really looking to do with your life? Like, what's the future behold for you? Um, looking for, uh, I'm not really sure, but, uh, definitely, I'm, I definitely go to college and, and then wh- whatever happens with my major, I'm looking to do something in that field. And I'm definitely looking to, uh, continue on the same path because like I said, football doesn't really re- revolve around, but my fault, my life doesn't revolve around football. I'm used football is more like a vehicle to different things that I'm able yeah. to, to yeah. it open football opens doors for, for me to do this. Yeah, and obviously your parents are very supportive supportive of any decision you make. If you were for some reason to say football, all of a sudden you get to Harvard and you decide football is not for me, your parents are supportive of all your decisions just to continue your education there and not play football? You there? Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I said yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Obviously there's uh, some parents out there who football, maybe they didn't get the dream that they desired and they make their kids go like insane. And all of a sudden the kid is like, decides he doesn't want to do it. And they basically say, we don't want you anymore, which I know that's happened for a few top recruits where they say, you know, what, football just isn't for me. And their parents are like, nope, it is. And force them. But your parents are obviously supportive of all your decisions. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Danny, I think that's coming towards the end of our interview. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on, and best of luck with this upcoming season, and um, best of luck with, in, with your future. See you in the fall. Yeah, I'll see you too. Uh, All right. Thank thanks for coming on, man. All right, bye. No problem. All right. All right, uh, that was Danny Abraham. Uh, everyone, check check him out. Obviously, going to be a big year for him. Um, but Finn, I was really thinking there was a chance Danny didn't come on tonight, and I thought, okay, how are we going to do this? And I thought we could kind of talk about uh, a big topic in NCAA. Should should players be paid? Uh, what do you think about that? I think that they should be allowed to. I don't think they should get paid directly from the universities unless the university is, like, selling their jersey number. But I do think yeah. they should be able to, uh, whatchamacallit, they should be able to have sponsorships and stuff like that. And I think that they should be able to uh, get, like, agents. Because the thing is that how many, like, Reggie Bush jerseys do you think that USC sold while he was there? And he didn't what get penny that. Yeah, like, you have um, sold a million Reggie Bush jerseys, but I don't yeah, think they, he ever saw a penny of that. Mm-hmm. So the Reggie Bush situation is actually something that could be avoided with uh, players being paid. Obviously, Reggie not being paid, agents were coming to him and paying him money, and ended up it ended up hurting USC that time he was there. They had to forfeit all their wins, but that's something that could easily be avoided if. Players are paid for their weaknesses. If, like, uh, uh, for example, a game, not like a like ESPN is showing like USC versus like Texas, big game, and a player like Reggie Bush is the promo. Um, 
basically he should be getting paid for them using his likeness, which is currently not happening. They just get to use you for free. You're basically, I don't want to put it like that, but it's like, um, basically you're working for the NCA, which is not true because you should be able to be free to do what you want. Yes. You pretty much surrender all your rights once you join the college football team, which I yeah, don't. Um, and that's what's basically causing athletes to almost say, I don't want to do this because Mark Emmert, the president of the NCA, is basically counting on you to pay for his vacation home. The more, more jerseys you sell, you, your jersey sells, the more money he gets, which, is basically, which shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And then he's out here. He's out there saying you can't do anything. Like, I know this is kind of a weird example, but a couple of weeks ago, LeBron Ball went on WWE, and people were like, where is LiAngelo? Well, since LiAngelo signed with UCLA, he has basically given up his rights to do whatever he wants. He basically works for them now, and using his himself as brand is illegal and would make him be ineligible. Another thing, like, I, I just think that the NCAA is kind of, like, evil. Talking to – I was talking to my uh, uncle about this. He played, like, Division One, and he said basically anything that you do to promote your brand is legal. Like, for example, if I all of a sudden became – was good and all of a sudden was decided I'm going to go play D3, even just D3 – I have to cancel the podcast immediately because I'm using myself for brand. I'm this, I'm basically profiting off my image, which is illegal. And another thing I kind of disagree with, did you guys about that whole thing about UCF kickers had to lose his yeah. YouTube channel or play football? I think that's really yeah. stupid. Cold football basically, players are allowed to stop, but they're not allowed to profit from themselves. Which I just don't yeah. think is right. Yeah. Basically, anything that you do, that even if he didn't even say that he was a, even he didn't say he was a UCF kicker or anything like that, they would still be able to shut it down because he's quote unquote using his likeness. If he just said uh, in his like in his bio, I'm a kicker for the University of Central Florida, he's using himself, which is just. Even the widowless thing makes you ineligible, which is, like, crazy. They should have some leeway if they're not going to be getting paid. Yeah. And it seems like the NCAA, like Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, is basically a – all he wants is for him to be more powerful and have more money because if – when Johnny Manziel was big, People were trying to buy John. People would buy Johnny Manziel jerseys off the NCA, but Johnny Manziel couldn't get a penny off of that. Mark Emmer yeah. would take all the money for himself. He wouldn't be spreading it among the players and the players who helped create Manziel's image. It was all for him, which is just I think it's crazy because basically it's like I'm going to use a business term. It's basically the CEO doesn't do anything. He just comes to work once a month. And everyone below him is creating a billion-dollar empire, but they're all doing it for free. They're not getting paid for anything. 
it's basically what it's like. Yeah, it's basically labor. They're they're working for him, and he's out here signing five billion dollar deals with ESPN to cover the college football playoff through twenty thirty, which is just like there would be no college football playoff if these guys weren't working for you, working their butts off every day in order for you to get paid, which is basically what it, how it's going right now. I mean, yeah, they're getting an education, but how many of these schools are actually taking the education part seriously? They're players. I know a guy who played at UNC. I don't really know him well, but I've talked to him before. And Ew. he said he basically, uh, Caleb Presley, he works for Barstool. Um, I was talking to him about this, about coming on, and he said maybe. Basically, he said that they take fake – the football players take fake class. Like, the class yeah. they take isn't really – isn't a class that's going to help them benefit for the future. They have, like – they take, like, intro to math, which is basically five plus five is on the test. Yeah. Well, my cousin, she was a Division one grower, not even, like, a big college sport. She said that she had someone plan out all of her homework and do all of it. She said that she yeah. didn't get do any homework her entire like career, which is, I yeah. just don't think is. Yeah. So basically, um, all if you're a Division One college athlete, you basically have four years set ahead, and you don't make it to the NFL you basically don't have a big skill set. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe, though. And I kind of credit Kentucky for this because they're not even pretending that school matters, which I kind of like because it doesn't in their case. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically... Player, if you ever seen the like John Calipari thirty for thirty, he's talking to like yeah. John Wall, and he's like, "I had to save you because the school tried to, the school tried to say that you weren't like doing real class or something," and he open he openly admits that it's that his star players aren't doing real work, which is just crazy to think that these guys, and it's not even like they're. It's probably Mark Emmert out here saying, I want them to be better so more people pay attention so they don't have to go to class because that's what he's like. He's for He's for them being better but without pay. So, like, even if, like, players, he should be preparing them for a future because less percent of them are going to go to the NFL, NBA, stuff like that. But he doesn't really care about how, basically, how they do with, um, with their future, he's just like wants them there, which is he should. They should be have some schools such as, um, as what are they called? Like I think it's Clemson and Cal have academic like um, not like academic choose, but uh, it's like, like someone that's for the future gets them like internships, like. That's what school. That should be an NCAA rule that all schools have that, and have them prepare for the future instead of just being um, a, just a star athlete and having no skill set after that. I just like, I just don't like the NCAA. <laughs> They're just like not 
doing what's right. Which yeah, they're fo- they're more focused on TV contracts than they're the players that are getting them the TV contracts, health and well-being and future. It's like I I honestly think if you gave them the option of signing a a billion dollar a new billion dollar TV contract or sending all of their all of their athletes to have successful jobs and careers, I think they choose the TV contract. They're basically just in it for the money. They would definitely do that. Yeah, which is I think is just outrageous that that someone who uh, like an organization that prides themselves on preparing players for the future, they really don't. And they they just get all the money, which is outrageous. Yeah. Then, we'll move on to a different topic. CAA uh, is a non-profit association, which is outrageous because they're basically paying their – they're not paying anyone, and yet they're – so what are they doing with all the money? They're spending it on uh, stadiums. Yeah. No, the school's – the schools spend it on sta- the schools pay for stadiums. Yeah, I know, but the NCAA double A gives them the money to pay for the stadiums. Yeah. All right. Um, Finn, is there anything else uh, you want to talk about? Any other big like um, debate in sports? Yeah. What's so up? obviously, big week for Boston. We signed probably the biggest free agent signing of the year. We signed Gordon Hayward to a max, a max con. I didn't realize this, but we have to get rid of someone to, in order to um, uh, in order to sign him to the max, which I think is crazy. I don't really care if we get rid of Jake Crowder because if he's gone, then that means more playing time for uh, Jalen Brown and. Uh, What's his face? Jason Tatum. I mean, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, I kind of want. But yeah. If they, get, I want something in return. You know. Yeah, I don't want to just have to get rid of them. I we want um, maybe another pick, or be, we're not trading for uh, Gordon Hayward. We are. Um, we signed him. He chose to come here. We should, if we have to get rid of someone, we should be getting something in return. Um. So yeah, I'm thinking about Jason Tatum. I mean, I haven't watched him play at all, but I've been hearing good things about how he's been scoring a lot of points. Are you watching? Yeah. I haven't watched any of the summer league games themselves, but I've seen some highlights um, against Philadelphia. Apparently, he played great at the game winner with like four or five seconds left, which um, is great for him. Which is great, obviously. That's showing some uh, some great potential in in the NBA. Obviously, playing against Philly, who even is so young that most of their starters are actually in the summer league themselves, which is almost basically, a, they're, he's facing a real NBA team, 
and he played well against them. So I think that I was hearing that Jalen Brown's a man amongst boys in the summer league, which yeah, is good. I heard, he, I heard he's too good for it. That yeah, it's like um, worth him. That he is basically. It's basically it'd be like LeBron playing against like, um, like a trash NCAA school. Basically, is what I'm hearing about it. Yeah, it's, which is good because that's what you yeah. want from a lottery pick in his second year in the uh, summer. You want him to be, yeah. You just want him to be dominating among, um, among people as well. Is uh, uh, playing? Uh, I don't think. So. I'll look. Um, has Josh Jackson played yet? Uh, I think so. Um, I was looking up his stats today, and I couldn't find them. Because I'll look. So, uh, what's his face retires Markel Fultz and Jason Tatum and Josh Jackson. We always have yeah. to compare Colts uh, to yeah, Colts to Tatum because Danny Ainge passed up on both of those guys. And I think that um, what is it? Um, I think that Jason Tatum outplayed Markel Fultz when they were going up one on one against each other. So, in my opinion, that's good. Yeah. And then, yeah. Have you been watching the Red Sox all lately? Yeah, they're playing very well right now. Ever since Pablo Sandoval went down, the team has just gotten together and been much more, much better. Okay, that's what they still cut them, like, I think, um, I think that they should cut them. The new guy, the guy playing third base right now, Lynn, I read this he's stat. In his, uh, he's from like Taiwan. His in his last three games, he has two three hit games. Since August fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, Pablo Sandoval has two uh, three hit games. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Paul, that's Paul just Sandoval, that's how much Red Sox last year. Or like last few yeah. years, because he hasn't given war, you any. His war is negative, which means he legitimately hurts the team. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah, it's, which is just and it's hard to hurt a team. Like baseball. it's pretty hard. Yeah, like it's like it consists of like making errors, striking out. Being overweight probably puts in a little of it. Definitely does. It's probably Sandoval. Yeah. And then, another big thing I've noticed with, uh, reading the Red Sox stat line is that, like, they don't really have a superstar anymore without Diego Ortiz. Yeah, they they really don't. They don't have a... Obviously, Mookie, Mookie Betts is the best player on the team. But he is a uh, quote unquote. I think he's the best player. Not a per- he's no. what? He's not a big personality like Dave Ortiz was. You know? Yeah. 
But I, heard I think that... Better. Is what? that true? Or has David Price been pitching yeah. better? David Price uh, has been pitching better. But there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on with David Price's, I guess, as you could say, attitude. He's been having a lot of like fights with the media. With, yeah, I've heard uh, about that. And it like uh, you don't want your star player beefing it up with all the with the media, and basically saying I don't like you guys because they're just going to come after him, and that's just not going to work out well. He's going to be dead, and it's just going to look overall bad for him and bad for the team. David Price is too soft to play in Boston. Yeah. Which is kind of a big issue, if you think about yeah. it. We have him for the next five, six years, so... Yeah, let's just hope Basically. he opts Because if he opts out... Oh, uh, yeah. Play. No, but the thing about it is that he's still a good pitcher. Just Boston's yeah. a tough environment to play in. And yeah. he just isn't – he doesn't fit that mentality that you need to play in the city, which a pitcher like Chris Dale does, a big, tough pitcher. That's what we need. We don't want a soft, a soft guy who gets offended at every bad comment they make. The media is going to come after you in Boston. I mean, for God's sake, yeah, they come after playing. Tom Brady. Okay. And Tom, Tom Brady is the player. greatest. Yeah, and the media still comes after him. Like, that's pretty that, – you know that's a tough media market. And Price has to just ignore that. And what is um, – let his work on the field show what he's like, not his, not him doing interviews after a bad start when he's mad. Yeah. Even Price, like, I heard somewhere on the radio that, like, he was yelling at whatever the guy's name is, Evan Grellis, for basically. For something about a teammate, because yeah, now he needs to like him because no one in the fan base does, and no one like no one in the media does. Yeah, I think that Price needs to just let his let his work on the field show what he's made of, not not let his attitude be the impression impression we get, because obviously. Boston is huge on impressions, and if we see that this guy that we signed for a lot of money is not is getting mad at the media and seems to have like a temper, we're not going to want him here, and that's just not going to work out for anyone. I don't think anyone wants him here right now. To be honest, I mean, I'm I want to give him uh, another chance, but if he keeps acting the way he, I want him out. I think, I think that's a consensus thing that everyone just wants him gone. Yeah. You know, you're yelling at the media for making fun yeah. of the teammate. I say you're trying to stick up for him, but you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> to do. And, and then, um, obviously... The entire city of Boston hates Pablo Sandoval. Hates him. Oh. And you don't you don't see him like I know I mean I hate the guy and all that, but you don't see him attacking the media, which is good. He's still like if he was obviously 
him, he's not playing well, and that's what they're looking at him. But he's still not, like, freaking out at the media and freaking out at the fans. Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, so it's like we get well, that. Let's like, other talk. Yeah. What? Yeah. Have you heard about this article Wait. about saying that? Uh, Wait, I just want to. Uh, I just want to say something. I think. Can I just interrupt you here? Breaking news. Yeah. Um, just reported. Kelly Olynyk agrees to four-year, fifty million dollar deal with the Heat. So Kelly Olynyk is gone from Boston. Who cares? He's terrible. Just not gonna. Yeah, I know, but I. I just wanted to say that. Um, he just. He signed, and that's just kind of a just. So yeah, Finn, get back to what you were saying. Well, have you heard about this article about Tom Brady? That thing that over the end of at the end of the year, his arm strength starts to wear down, which may have led to. I didn't. I, have... I didn't see that, but uh, so do you want I, to get into it? Because I didn't. This is the first I'm I, hearing about that. I haven't read it, but uh, Felger and Maz were talking about it today on their radio show. Yeah. And uh, apparently it says something like the four-game suspension really helped them because it took less stress off of his arm, which is... Yeah. But... Um, yeah. Which is like... But, but I think this might mean if this article has any proof at all is that... Uh, this might be the reason that Belichick is keeping Brady, because he sees this and he's like, oh, God, his arm's toast. Need a young guy yeah. to, like, when his arm actually dies. Yeah. This um, might be the only I, reason. Not the only reason, obviously. Yeah. But it could be one of the main reasons that uh, Belichick has held on to drop on the song when he obviously does not need him. Yeah. Also, so this might also be the reason that the Patriots have so many running backs this year because they need something to go to if they don't. If this happens, like to Brady's arm again, which I don't even know if it did happen. Yeah. But, yeah, and I just kind of want to get back to, this is actually a good example. The media is, Tom Brady is the greatest athlete of all time, and the media is still going after him, which just proves he he blinds that stuff out, and he just that's what you gotta do if you're a professional athlete. Don't go after the media. You have to have a thick skin, you know. We'll get we'll get Ryan we'll get Ryan Leaf, the guy was like attacking the media, and he is considered the biggest bust in NFL history. No, Marcus Russell was because he was overweight. He was like a three hundred yeah. pound quarterback. He was two seventy five. Yeah. I heard a story about that guy where he threw a seventy-yard pass standing on one knee. I don't know if that, that has is any probably true. He had like some insane arm strength. I heard. Yeah, he was a really talented guy. He just didn't have the work ethic. Yeah, he was. I I heard he was super. He was like super lazy. That's what happens with a lot of these really talented guys. You know, they just don't yeah. develop the work. Because everyone's always telling them that they're the best player that they've ever seen. Oh. Yeah. 
it's just hard. It's hard to all of a sudden just be told all your life how great you are. You go number one in the NFL draft, and all of a sudden your coach says, all right, you're not that great, and then you just don't know what to think. Because yeah. you've just been told, oh, my God, he's so good, he's so amazing, and he's actually That's just kind of an average John. player. Can you still there? Yeah. Dorian Russell was closely the best like quarterback prospect since John Elway. Yeah. I don't think that panned out very well. Nope. Where's Jam- I want to see what Jamarcus Russell's doing right now. He's probably he probably actually. What? Can you say that again? Um, like like Harry Potter in college, they didn't prepare for the future, and look at Jamarcus Russell. He was a bust and. Um, yeah, what did you just say? You broke up for like a long time. Uh, so remember how earlier we were talking about how college athletes, um, schools don't really prepare them for their life after football? Um, yeah. Look at, um, he, he was a bust and he, did, he probably didn't, doesn't know what to do with his life. Um, I think, I think he's a barber right now. Um, That's so fine. I mean, have you watched the 30 for 30, the best that never was? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a truck driver. He was the greatest, like, high school crew of all time. Now he's driving trucks. Yeah. Um, it's never a sure thing, which is like, with these, with these athletes, yeah, you don't know what you're, what you're going to get. You could get the next Peyton Manning or you could get the next Marcus Russell. Yeah. It's high, it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. It's just like, it's never a sure thing, like. Same thing with the NBA. Look at Harry Childs. You know, yeah. Like, number one pick. Coming out of high school, but... Gets injured, he kind of Kind of thinking it up, yeah. Um, And look at a, another a draft bust, such as a player like Darko Milicic. Um, obviously... Who? Dar- exactly. He was Darko Milicek. He was drafted number two in 2003 ahead of players like Melo, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, and he ended up being a huge bust. So you don't really know what you're going to get when you're drafting, which is why the draft is such a big risk. Yeah. I, and I think that could have been a reason why Danny Ainge decided to trade down. He just didn't know what to do with that number one pick, and he just said it's too high risk and that we mess it up, and I just don't want to do that, and I'll just trade it away. Yeah. Danny Ainge is also just 
I remember hearing, well, I didn't follow sports back then, but about how he used to, there are rumors that he traded Son away for double-double. Now he won't trade two non-lottery picks for Paul George. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, so, what what's called sports? Like, college football? Yeah. Yeah, so sure. Who's your to win this year? Uh, I think USC is going to win it this year. I don't know. Sam Donald's a great quarterback, but he's legit lost everyone. All of his receivers, all of his, you know, he's lost his entire team. Their best yeah. Defensive... I, I don't like... know. I think that, but I think that they just, they're always. USC is going to always have a great recruiting class. So no, And he's getting all those guys from the 2015 recruiting class, which was number one in the nation. All those guys are really going to start to play, so that could be something to benefit him. Now, who do you think is going to win the Heisman? I think, um, what's his name? I think it could be anyone from Baker Mayfield. To um, a player, someone like Mason Rudolph, even a defensive player like Harold Landry from Boston College, I think could have a run at the Heisman. I've heard Kim coming in as one of the best players in college this year. Yeah, but what I really think is going to. Well, my loser for the Heisman. Ah, oh, crap. I forgot his name. Cam Akers, running back, Florida State. Yeah, I've heard, he, I've heard he's off. I've heard he's good. But who do you think is going to win it all this year? Sleeper team? Uh, I kind of like... Uh, I like Texas. Yeah, Texas? Yeah. I like that call. Uh, Tom Herman obviously coming in. I think that Texas, they're not going to win this year, but I think in in two to three years, um, they, they'll they be up there as one of the top teams in the nation. Yeah. My, well, I'll go conference by conference. Yeah. I'll give you my favorite and my favorite. So, my favorite for the ACC is, obviously, it has to be Louisville. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Then my sleeper is either Miami or yep. Boston College. Because I just think... Yeah, I like that. Boston defense is just going to be Boston unbelievable. Boston College is looking good this year. Yeah. I don't know who their quarterback is going to be, though, which is a big question. Quarterback is yeah. going to be Darius Wade. Really? Did they announce that? or Um... I just think that because I he was the quarterback. T- Who did you see him play against? Yeah, he lost his job, and then he's trying to get it back. I think he's a good player. I just don't know if uh, he's a dog or if or if he wants a more athletic guy. You know? uh, yeah, I think uh, another player that could be the quarterback this year is Anthony Brown. Isn't he very athletic? Yeah, he's like insanely athletic. Like I think he runs like a, 
Low to mid fours forty. So I think you can see him. It really just depends on um, what type of offense they run this year. If they're going to run like a spread or a pro style, I think that could go into it. Like I think obviously if um, if Brown ends up being the quarterback, I think that they could run like an option offense just because of his speed, especially with Jeff Smith as a running back receiver in the option route there. I think that that could be a good offense for them. Whatever happened to the Hadoul guy? Does he have a chance of starting here? I think he would just, like, basically, I think he just played because they were so limited on quarterbacks. Yeah, I thought he played really well. Yeah, he played against Notre Dame. And and that was when Notre Dame was, like, ranked four in the country. He almost led them to an upset. Yeah, I thought he played great that game. And then he yeah. had a really strong... Remember that. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think Boston College is going to be, I actually met Connor Strachan, who is one of their top linebackers this year. I met him in a bathroom, and he was wearing a BC football shirt, and I said, oh, you BC football fan? He said, actually, I play for them. And then I talked to him for like two minutes, and he's apparently like one of their top linebackers. He said it's going to be a really good year for them. The coach strong, and they were really good, really good group of guys. Yeah, but and then then while well, move over to the Big Ten, Michigan, they're just too talented. Yeah. Then my sleeper, I think it could possibly be Iowa or Wisconsin. You know, I was or maybe, I was about to say Iowa. Um, yeah, I think I'm agree with you. I think Michigan's the favorite. And Iowa or Wisconsin could, uh, uh, could be the sleeper. These are my – this is who I think has a chance to win it. Because Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, and then after that, it's like no winning it after that. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you there. Um, all right. Do you want to move to the SEC? Sure. Favorite has to be... My favorite's Auburn. Alabama. I think Auburn. Auburn, they I don't know. I think... This year, and their defense is going to be unbelievable again. Their quarterback, yeah. real play. he's a very good player. Yeah. Um, I and then think that... Run- the... Um, and then the sweeper in that conference, I'm going to have to say, I think it might be Missouri. You know? Well, yeah. Um, so, for me, I have Alabama as a favorite just because I don't really think there's a year where they, they're going to be weak. And then... I, they're not really a sleeper, but I think that a team that a lot of people are missing is Georgia. Jacob Mason has a year of experience under his belt, and I really think that uh, with Nick Chubb in the backfield, I think that they could be one of the top teams. I think I watched one game of Missouri and their quarterback, uh, Jake Locke, I think. I think he could carry yeah. that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that Missouri's always Missouri's always a secret is always a secretly strong team. They went like two and nine last year, but that was after. Yeah, but like after three, like two or three consecutive um, SEC championship appearances. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move over to the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Twelve. Sorry. Um, I think my favorite in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. My favorite is uh, Oklahoma. I think Baker Mayfield's back for another year. Um, and I think that even though they have a new, they have a new. He could be a great. He could be a great coach. Who? Uh, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, Oklahoma, they're replacing four of their guys in the skill position area. No. Yeah. No Mixon, Smart Hit Ryan, and D.D. Westbrook. I mean, they have very good tight end this year. I forget his name. I think it's something Andrews. Yeah. Good player, you know. Probably going to be like a third team All American. But. Yeah. They're going to find a way to replace the. A Heisman candidate yeah. and two and two draft picks, which is just I don't know if they will be able to fast enough. You know? yeah. I don't know how the recruiting class goes. Yeah, and then my sleeper in the Big Twelve is um, TCU. TCU. I think mine has to be Baylor. Yeah. yeah. Um. That rule. Which is a uh, pretty, pretty good coach, you know. Yeah. And then they're—I think they're still a pretty talented team, you know. Even though like a lot of their guys are playing yeah. in the NFL. And yeah. they can some way to replicate that offense that they had in 2014. Yeah. Um, and they're all right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the um, the big the Pac-12. Um, for me, the favorite is obviously USC. I think Sam Darnold. Um, I think you is, have to go watch with the favorite though, because they're returning really a large number of their players, including Jake Browning, uh, Miles Gaskin. Their second receiver. I mean, yeah, they they're missing a lot of players too, but yeah. Um, and then my sleeper. Yeah, I think my sleeper has to be UCLS. Josh. Yeah, Rosen's Josh Rosen's coming back. I don't know how the receivers are going to be, but and then yeah, I think winning it is uh. Oh jeez, I forget, but I think really. I think the Arizona teams have a good chance. Yeah. And then it's just like it's kind of a toss up after that. I could kind of see uh, Stanford winning it. You know, they're yep. missing Christian. They're still a very talented team. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, who do you think? 
is the like the Not- big mid big mid major team this year. Like, uh, who do you think from like the American Conference could possibly we could possibly see making a run at the uh, at the college football playoff? Is it a team like Navy or does Houston continue its reign up there? I think it has to be Navy. You know. Yeah. They uh, just like if you're not well disciplined and you're playing Navy, you are going to get ripped apart. Yeah. And I don't know because Tom Herman's leaving, but they're still really yeah. talented teams. They still have great players. And... I mean, they graduated Greg Ward. Did he go to the NFL? But- I think huh? he might have gone as a receiver. Yeah, I know he didn't go as a quarterback. Oh, look. I, I bet he probably see. signed with a team. Greg Ward. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a wide I, receiver for Philly. I could kind of see uh, Army making a run at Big Bowl. I don't know. That, that might just be my bias. Because, um, yeah, I could see that. Uh, they have a young team, you know. They're they're yeah. growing. They graduate yeah. a lot of their deep, but their quarterbacks and their quarterbacks and running backs are all pretty young. Yeah. And then they just so that probably helped in recruiting a lot. Yeah. I just um, can't. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Let's see. Yeah, I think that, um, what'd you say? You woke up Army's recruiting class. I just want to see where it ranked. It probably wasn't very good, but was it better than Navy? That Recruiting. Um, Army, they were ranked. Um, now they didn't really have a great, uh, recruiting class this year. Was it better than, uh, maybe so? No. Uh, let me look. Let me, I'll say. Um, uh, I'm just looking. You're going through all the rankings. Give me a minute. Uh, one more. They... Navy was ranked, Army was ranked 120th. Navy was 88, Army was 120th. How many schools are there? 130, wait, let me look. 130 Um, something? Yeah. Uh, just so... Army was a hundred. I don't. I think this is all the schools because Army was a hundred and twentieth, but Harvard was a hundred and twenty-one. Uh, yeah. So I think That's it must be all the schools. But Army was close to. Army was close to the bottom, but I think that they'll still be good. Yeah, you know, like, I don't have a good young coach. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think Army is gonna be 
good this year. I think the I think you should definitely look out for look out for Notre Dame. Um, obviously, no. no, really, no. I just don't see it. They're graduating their entire team, which is Deshaun Kaiser. Man, yeah, their back is going to replace him. I mean, he's good, yeah, but he's not going to be able to put the team on his back. Wouldn't yeah, much I like, but man, I don't know who I else think they I have. Tell- yeah, I think until Brian Kelly's gone, um, if they don't make they're it, they're not going to be. Gr- I just don't think they're going to be good until Brian Kelly's gone. You know, Brian Kelly's not a terrible coach, but like, it's not a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're starting to come to the end of our time here. Um, oh, so I think I let's wrap it up with who our picks are, who's going to win it all this year. Um, I still, I know I'm going to, I know I'm like, oh, it's too bad. Like it. I think Alabama's going to win. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is coming back for another year. They obviously have a great recruiting class. I think that the only problem, though, is that they don't really have any great receivers. And uh, Finn, who do you think? <laughs> Calvin Ridley is very good. He's a good player. Yeah. But I think that they are just graduating way too many players on the defensive side of the ball to even come close to being competitive in the SEC. I can see a school like Georgia running for at least 300 yards against them. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, they'll probably be good, but they won't be yeah. If and then my real favorite is kinda I don't really have a favorite this year. I guess it's probably Louisville or Florida State. Florida State's Yeah. DeAndre Francois with another year under his belt. Hopefully their offensive line is better. I don't know if it is. Yeah. And then Oh but I don't know who – well, they're running back Cam Akers. Uh, he's supposed to be very good, but I don't know because I've never seen play. I've looked yeah. at highlights. He's a pretty athletic guy. Yeah. And then – All right. Oh, wait. One more yeah. thing I want to talk about. Who do you think the yep. best – who do you think the top five coaches in the NFL are? Because I really Top five, care. I think – that's a tough one. I think, yeah, I just say I think probably Belichick. Um, I, there's not really any like other standout coaches. I guess you could say possibly Sean, Sean Payton. I guess you could say two of the three best coaches in the country are are in college right now. So yeah, hard. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's really a, a definitive answer to who the best coach in the country is, or the best coaches in the NFL are. It's still Belichick, and then you can pick Joe Tyler. Yeah. Well, fuck five, this really isn't right, but it's it's because Bill Belichick, Jake Rudin, or John. I don't know which one, but 
one of them. And then yeah. after that, it's whatever you want. That's why they don't want all fame because the real problem in the league is that there's a lack of good coaches. Yeah. Then I was wondering, uh, oh, to mainland, yeah. Um, sometime in mid-August. Have you been like working out, or are you just? Yeah, I run every day. I mean, weight training. Uh, a little. I've been more focused on like speed and stuff. How are you speed training? Just running sprints and basically just running a lot. Now you want to try running a sled. That works a Like, it works miracles. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, we probably shouldn't be talking about this, but. <laughs> so, thanks for having me on, you know. Yeah, no um, problem. See you later. See you later, Finn. Have a good night. Have a great summer. You too. All right, uh, and that was Finn. I'm just going to wrap it up here. Um, again, thanks for Danny to Danny and Finn for both coming on, um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.